Well, anyway, I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life, because life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. Today on the show, though, it's me and Katie Duckett going first together because we are heading into this period of transitions, which I think a lot of you are going through with kids going back to school and all kinds of things changing again. And so we really just wanted to focus on that and talk about both the practicality of what you need to do to make that happen smoothly and also just the emotional state that a lot of us have been in and how different things have been for the last year and how it's kind of changed everything forever. So hopefully you guys will be able to relate to what we are talking about and maybe glean a little bit of help for how to walk through it a little bit more, I'm not going to say seamlessly because none of us are going to be able to do it seamlessly, but maybe a little less crazily, more calmly. I don't know. We just really hope you enjoy this episode and we are going to just jump straight into it. So here we go about transitions with me and Katie Duckett. Okay, Katie, we've had our 200th episode. We're like heading into this next stretch of what the podcast has to hold. I feel like we are we are hitting a new rhythm and a new stride. Yeah, it was, yeah the 200th was so fun. It was, and everybody seemed to really enjoy it. Thank you so much to all of you who wrote in. We were shocked. We were like, oh my gosh, people really liked this show and they like the two of us together. Yeah, it means so much. So I just much. I not say that enough. I'm so appreciative of everybody who took that time. Yeah, and it helps give us guidance for where the show is going when we see what people really are enjoying and we we really loved getting to feature people's responses because we do want this to be like about you guys and bringing you in and all of that stuff and so it was so much fun to not only get responses to get to feature on the episode but also to then hear back from you guys afterward that you really loved it and you really love the dynamic of Katie and I getting to talk um, because we love talking. We do a lot <laughs> of it with each other. <laughs> so when we can capitalize on it and bring it here for all of you guys, that's just even more fun. It feels like an even broader conversation. And, yes. and yes. we want to talk for a second because if you aren't familiar this this always shocks me because I feel like I'm talking about it all the time but then I get comments from people on Instagram and they're like oh I didn't even know you had a Patreon or what the heck is that or what do you do there like if you like what is happening here especially with the dynamic of Katie and I talking we have so much more content in Patreon we come out with at least two mini casts every month And so those are usually like half an hour conversations where we are challenging each other to things or we're talking about stuff in our lives. But I also do daily lives in there. We have um, a behind the scenes Marco Polo group where Katie and I talk together and everybody just kind of gets to like voyeuristically see into our lives. We have so much fun content over there that we really want to bring to more of you. And we really want you to get involved in. And we're doing something really crazy and fun. Really fun. <laughs> in February. Um, so we have been talking about this together since last August. And weren't exactly sure kind of what direction everything was We going. weren't sure we could get up the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and with the position I'm in, I'm a single woman, you know, and this is... February. It's the love month, but we have so many ladies who are in there who are married. Like most of the ladies in Patreon are married, but we do have a few single ladies that we wanted to kind of address Valentine's Day. And so we created the Live Well Love Kit. And we go there, you guys. Oh my gosh. We've been hesitant to even talk about it on the podcast because we go there. Yes. But, but it is like Katie did such a good job of really leading the helm on this and feeling like, well, I kind of talk about the single portion, like how to be taking care of yourself well so you feel loved and 
preparing yourself for a future relationship. But Katie really talks about like how to spice up your marriage and and why like how we talk about how purity culture may be affecting what how how much fun you're having. That's that's what I want to say. You <laughs> may not be having do. yeah as much fun as you could be. <laughs> And we want to encourage you to really like spice up that area of your life. And Katie gives this amazing foundation to that. We have three mini casts that have been coming out this week, all about the foundation of it and why this is like a holy pursuit. But then we also talk about the logistics. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Like this live well love kit. It's like a two day date experience with your hubs that is completely laid out for you. Yes. I like to call it hot and holy. Yes, it is. And it's everything from the fun and the playful to the romantic we've got. I mean, if you're just like, I want that, but I don't know what to do. This kit walks you every step of the way from like praying through it to preparing for it to getting the things you need to we've got a menu for the second night. We have playlists that you can use for all the different parts. We've got outfit ideas. We've got I mean, like we really we really take you there. I think it's pretty thorough. It is. It's also customizable. If you just want the menu, you can just have the menu. If you want the menu plus the playlist, you can have that. You can pick and choose. We're in no way is this to make anyone uncomfortable. Yes. But I think our goal is to push the envelope a little bit to be that that friendly challenge about make sure you're being playful in your marriage as well as you know the living well with whatever situations we have, it's hard to, it's hard to carve out that time. And I think it takes some accountability and some challenging sometimes. So we're just hoping to be that in your life. Yeah. And it's, you know, a little awkward, especially from my point of view, (laughs) but it's Katie and I had so much fun talking about it and really getting real about it. And I think we did, I think we did a good job of walking people through. I mean, everything from, I mean, we've got in this kit, like how to flirt throughout the week leading up to the dates, like all of those kinds of things. We really tried to leave no stone unturned, except we get you there. And then we're like, go, okay, now you take over from here. But yeah, like we, 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 it's appropriate, but it's, it's going to help you kind of get there. And so we had so much fun creating this. We can't wait to see people's responses about it. If this is going to become a regular thing where we're creating these kits or like, we don't know. We just really want to see where it goes, but to kind of kick it off and really help some of you guys get into Patreon and see what, what is even going on there? What is that community like? What do we have to offer? Because not only do you get the content moving forward when you're in Patreon, you've got the backlog of all of the content that we have put out, which is vast. And so (laughs) like we want you in there. And so in honor of that, we are actually going to be doing a giveaway for one Eliza level membership, which is our $15 membership. So you really get all the goods. It's like everything except for the personal coaching. And so we are going to be giving away an Eliza level membership for three months to one listener. So you can find all of the details about that giveaway on Instagram. It's got things like, you know, rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes and sharing it and, you know, all those goods, but you can find everything about how to enter on Instagram at my account at Mackenzie Kappa. Katie, you'll probably be sharing it too, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So both of our accounts at KDM Duckett and at, wow, at KDM Duckett <laughs> and at Mackenzie Coppa, if I can remember what our Instagram handles are. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we want to get you guys in there. If that sounds like something fun to you, it's all been kicking off this week. You're not behind. If you no. come join us right now, it's like the perfect time to listen to all this stuff, get the PDF downloads. There's even like a there's like a really fun PDF invitation that looks like an airline ticket that you send <laughs> to <laughs> your husband. And I had so much fun designing it. You guys, it's like 
the thing I'm the most proud of. So you really <laughs> should come over just for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good time. You guys can have a good time. Yeah. Join yeah. us, be encouraged, hopefully be inspired to have hot and holy marriages in February. Yeah. And we've got all kinds of other stuff in there too. It's not just about that. So if that's not your cup of tea, we still have all the regular content of, you know, Katie and I attempting a detox and like yeah, skincare and yeah, you know, yeah. all of, all of that too. It's just a, it's a, it holds multitudes guys. So come join yeah. us in Patreon at patreon.com slash live well together. Okay. But in this episode, we are talking about transitions. Uh, a lot of us are going through transitions right now. It's been a year of the pandemic. Yeah, literally um, almost a year. We're a month yeah. away from it being like a, a year. The official year. I remember my kids' first day home from school was St. Patrick's Day. Mm. So March 17th. Um, so we're coming in on that time and I have slowly been having my kids uh, transitioning back to school. Katie is having her kids transition back to school. Plus, we just both have a lot of personal transitions. And so we know that a lot of you are dealing with that as well right now. And we wanted to have a conversation about kind of the dynamics of that, because I don't think it's it, it's not anything any of us have ever really faced before yeah. and talk about the logistics of basically back to school in the middle of the year (laughs) and as well as the like the emotional side of it and how to navigate this well and or how we're attempting to things we're kind of trying to take note of as everything is transitioning um because yeah and, and we'll go into personally the transitions that we're having kind of on top of that as well, because it's never just one thing. That's what I felt like about all of 2020. It's never just one thing. It's always yeah. been like it's the compounded. pandemic and, yeah. you know, we've all got our own stuff. Um, yeah. And that's why we've got to live well anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some of the transitions are good and some yeah. of them are, I mean, even good transitions have an emotional component to it yeah. that has to be factored in. And, and a practical component of like, yeah. how do we get this all to work back, you know, work together? I mean, yeah. so, so I guess we'll just kind of dive in. I know for me, the transitions that we're currently facing are obviously Ellie has been back to school, my youngest, um, in kindergarten since October. But even that, I was getting a little worried, like, oh, is she behind? And then I had her teacher tell me last week, like, everyone is behind. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. our school year basically started in October, the middle of October. So don't freak out. Like, we're just doing the best we can. Yeah. And um, so she's been back, but Emerson has been slowly phasing back into being in class. And so as of this week, she's back full time, which then also impacts our parenting plan and our schedule and how many drop offs and pickups we have throughout the week, which if you don't know, my schedule is kind of insane for that. So that is a huge transition because normally like even just to give you an example on Wednesdays, I typically have two drop offs and pickups like I I on Wednesday mornings I go to a school a grocery store parking lot (laughs) to pick up a kid and then another school and then I had to do another one in the afternoon and now that eliminates the afternoon one and I don't see my kids for like almost 48 hours and so it went from all the time to like now these like big chunks of time where it's just kind of vast openness (laughs) like what what is even going on and but just having Roman here for another month until he starts transitioning back part-time and then the girls are going back to ballet in the studio which is a whole nother transition I am getting like starting in February working on a really big project that I have coming up um that is going to be a a big thing that I'm working on in March um and just in the business, kind of behind the scenes, something I've got that is going on that's 
a lot of work and a lot of effort and yeah. really changing the way my workday looks because Roman's pretty self-sufficient. And so really for the first time being able to fully take advantage of a full workday yeah. is, is really crazy. And actually being able to sit down and say, okay, like this is the schedule that I'm going to keep. I've not had that opportunity. I've always been interrupted in the middle of the day. And so this is, this is a huge transition time for me in the business. Um, yeah. And then just like other personal transitions that are kind of constantly happening. Ladies, making dietary changes is often one of the hardest things for me to do because I'm kind of picky. I want something that tastes good while also being good for me. And it can just be really hard to find those products that will help me to sustain better eating habits. And Monk Pack does just that. They make snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. I love Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. They are delicious. They have so many different flavors and my kids really like them too, which I absolutely love because I can buy one brand for all of us. Everybody's going to find something that they like in the box and I can feel really good about what we're having because they have just one gram of sugar, two grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle, but also the perfect snack for anyone who is just trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. Exactly what I have been trying to do. And these have been really key in helping me to stick to those goals. They have a whole variety of different kinds, including Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars that have a soft and chewy texture, which is kind of fun, and come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip, maple pecan, and peanut butter, which is a huge hit in my house. I personally love using them for a quick breakfast when I am having to run my kids around to all the schools that they are finally attending again, hallelujah, but it's really nice to be able to have something nutritious that I can just grab and take with me. They're also a great snack between Zoom calls or even a late night treat, and in addition to being keto friendly. The bars are also gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soy, trans fat, sugar alcohols, or artificial colors. They taste incredible and you can't beat the low sugar nutrition that they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the grocery store by getting Monk Pack delivered right to your door. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And I have a special deal for my listeners. You can get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code LIVEWELL at checkout out. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com, that's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, and select any product. Then enter the code LIVEWELL at checkout and save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And I just want to thank them for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. So that's sort of like the snapshot of what is happening with me. (laughs) But you have a lot going on too. Oh, I bet we all do. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, uh, we've been waiting for this. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this. And now that it's coming, I'm just like, I'm not prepared and I'm shocked because I think in some ways, like the survival mode is you can't plan on it. You're not going to, you know, don't let yourself go there and predict too much because you'll just be disappointed. Yeah. So in some ways I blocked exactly what this was going to look like. And now boom, we're here starting today. My two high school boys, um, well, starting this week, they transition back into school one day a week, but the other four days at home their, their schedule dramatically changed where they're done with school by lunch, which that's, that's crazy to me. And I don't, they start an hour and a half earlier and they're done by lunch. So this morning, I mean, it was just a jumble of everybody getting ready, everybody getting breakfast, getting my little kids off to school and the big boys are starting. And I mean, just, it just felt like chaos. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Why wasn't I better prepared for this? Yeah. And then tomorrow they're in school until lunch and then they're home. So, I mean, we're scrambling with what is that afternoon time going to look like? Mm -hmm. I have one son here that I'm still homeschooling and, you know, just all the adjustments. It just feels like 
a tremendous amount of adjustments. Plus sports are coming back and our district we're cramming football, baseball, basketball from here, February, middle of February to the end of the year. So the, the <laughs> fall, fall, spring, winter is how the sports are going to go. All abbreviated schedules, but all happening. And so I just saw that football, they're going to practice five, maybe six days a week until the season ends. So that's a major thing about making sure that my boys have what they need for that. Just gear wise, but also nutrition, sleep, um, a lot of factors in their bodies have not been sedentary, but to jump in to pull out practice like that, it's just, it feels, you use the word whiplash a lot. And that's kind of what it feels like is like, oh my gosh, now we're condensing everything into the next like three or four months. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And little things that you have forgotten too about doing life normally. I yeah. mean, I, how many years now? I mean, Ellie did preschool for two years. Like we, we knew how to all get ready in the morning. <laughs> like I could get four kids ready in the morning, like have everybody out the door. The first day that I went to get just the two girls out the door, it was like, oh, well, I guess no, it was the two girls in Judah. But I was like, I have two girls hair to do. Like, I forgot that this was a thing. And this takes so much more time. Like Emerson has been wearing pajamas for a year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's and she has also gotten used to wearing incredibly comfortable clothes Uh all day, all the time. And so there is this shift of like, we used to know how to do this. We used to know how to get like everybody's bags ready in the evening before the next morning, like, and know what everybody needed. And there has been this real shift in like, oh yeah, we have to remember how to do this again. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It is. It's weird. But for me, there's an element of it has forever changed. Yeah. I will never take this for granted again in my life. You know, just the normalcy of kids getting out activities in the, I mean, something has forever changed, I think in our dynamic and in our society, probably where getting back to that chaos, it's just going to feel different. And for every family, you know, there's some things we've we've learned and we've grown during the pandemic in hopefully some healthy ways too to take mm-hmm. all of that activity not take it lightly and yeah. evaluate differently and um i mean hopefully there's good that comes out of that too instead yeah. of just okay rebounding and you're right back in the same old same old yeah. it, it's, even if that's the case there's got to be this part of us that's like, but is that, is this real? Is this forever? Is this going to change? You know, we know the other side now and yeah, just things I would never have considered before about my kids, um, their health and their safety or with sports and things that not to take for granted that the season can just be canceled like that. And, and even for my 10th grader, he's been doing algebra two at home so with an online math software and his huge frustration is that most of his math is correct data entry. He understands the calculations. He understands all of that. But when you're not in class with a real teacher writing with a pencil, Mm. you input, like you have to use this little carrot symbol to do an exponent. And if you don't have a space between that and this, the whole thing is wrong. And if you're inputting 15 characters, you know, to do. Yeah. So he has a huge frustration with that, that a lot of what he's been doing isn't even the core subject matter. It's data entry. Yeah. And that's a frustrating place to be. So j- even things like that, I just mm-hmm. don't think we'll take for granted anymore yeah. our, what well, the new normal looks like. And it truly is a new normal. Yeah. It is not normal like it was. No. I mean, I totally relate to what you're saying about the math is because Roman with band 
it's been so frustrating because how do you do through, that at home? Yeah, it's through this software, and the software doesn't always work, and it just causes him frustration. And you know, where this kid who's a good drummer is getting a not great grade because it's all based on using the software. It doesn't have anything to do with his ability to do band. Like he would probably practice more if he didn't have to use this software because it's just such a frustration to try to even get it to work. And I know that that has been such a thing for him, but that, yeah, like you're saying, like even going back into the classroom trying to navigate that. I mean, there's things that we've never had to think about before. Like my kids all have computers that they take back and forth to school and they have to be charged and they have to have the pieces to their wireless mouse. And like all of those things are going back and forth. That's a thing I never thought I would see. I mean, when I was in college, I didn't take my computer to class. (laughs) Like I, would just use, I would just do handwritten notes, you know, like the whole handwriting thing is such a foreign thing. I mean, Emerson has had some of that, like they've been learning cursive, but she even like when she went to school for the first day, she said it was so much fun doing cursive today. Like I didn't have to take a picture of it. I didn't have to do any of that. I just got to do my writing. And those little things are so nice for them, like back at school. But there are things that I have to think about. I mean, we had to do back to school shopping in the middle of the year because I hadn't, I mean, she'd just been kind of wearing what she had and there wasn't a real motivation to, yeah. yeah. I mean, things generally fit. We would buy things as she needed them, but there was this high emphasis on comfort. She has some sensory issues anyway and so it was like I'm not gonna you know fight that battle yeah but then it almost made it worse where she has over the past year completely given up wearing socks like (laughs) it is not happening it's a flat-out refusal it doesn't matter what kind I buy and so I really had to think through the logistics of what kind of shoes can I possibly get her to wear that socks are not going to be a requirement and so we had to get like fur lined like ugg kind of boots like I was like this is the answer because I'm not gonna fight this battle with you it's not worth it And like, what kind of pants can she wear that don't feel too tight? And like, she's at this weird in-between size where she's like, not quite a 10, 12, but too big for a seven, eight. Like, where's the nine people? Why can't a manufacturer make a nine? Yeah. But so, you know, she's opting for a lot of overalls. now that she's back to school (laughs) and like there's just little things like that that we really kind of had to figure out comfortable masks like who thought that would ever be a thing that my kids have a favorite mask you know yeah it's wild yeah well and not only all of those components but the mental health aspect yes my kids have been home in a, in a full family, you know, it's not like they're lacking in social interaction, but they are lacking in the break from the core family with peers. Mm -hmm. And like, I have definitely seen just a lack of that in their lives and they're like a hunger to just be around friends and peers and like, Oh my gosh. So I think there's just, there's a huge mental health component, even on a light touch. Yeah. Like everyone has been affected, you know, everybody has had some sort of change in their life. That's, that's dramatic. What we're expecting of our kids right now to be learning at home. I just don't think we can take for granted how much that has changed them and affected them, even if they're doing well, or if they're not doing well, Mm -hmm. and they're typically, you know, a really good student and they're struggling or whatever it is there's just there's so many components to that to just Mm -hmm. talking to them and saying like I know I spend all day with you every day of your life but how are you yeah (laughs) are you doing okay I think some of that really does get lost when you're just around each other all the time you sort of stop connecting as deeply 
Yes. And that's something I've really been thinking about going back into this is like, okay, we're all very used to being around each other. There is definitely some separation anxiety that my girls have experienced as they've been going back. And that definitely is also played into by our parenting plan that they have much bigger stretches of time away from me than they've had in the last year. Um, or really ever, because our this parenting plan that we're stepping back into, we'd only been doing for a few weeks before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And so they've never really experienced the amount of time away from me that they are now. But there is definitely this sense of, okay, I'm, I don't have you with me as much, but the time I do have with you I so want to take full advantage of. Yeah. And I really want to pour yeah. in and be yeah. present. And in, in some ways I see that as a really good thing. Like, okay, we, we've been around each other a lot, but how deeply have we really been going? And so yeah. this kind of forces me to, like I was saying, even like with my workday, schedule my time differently, be able to take advantage of that. But then when I have them with me, be intentional about that and think about those things and, and that I'm grateful for too, just to kind of be forced to really pour in and wake up to those relationships sort of again. Absolutely. And I think for me personally, I just have this craving to be alone in my house because yeah. it, literally that hasn't happened yeah. for almost a year, you know, where I yeah. just have the opportunity to listen to loudly to the music that I want or listen yeah. to nothing, but prepare for people to come home. That's yes. something I, I just love to do. Yeah. And it's very hard to create opportunities to have that void filled when we're here all the time together um, and not just have the chance to miss each other. Yeah. Like, we need to miss each other and we yeah. need to be thoughtful about each other. And and we just haven't really had those opportunities. So I feel like our relationships are kind of like flatlining a little bit with all the mm -hmm. quantity of time together. Yeah. And it would be good, like you're saying, to make it more quality, more intentional in the time we do get. And everybody gets back to activities and hobbies and things they love. And it'll be a great reset. But yeah. I just don't want to lose sight of the things that we learned in this mm -hmm. hard place and hold on to those and yeah. let those let those change even just our appreciation of what's mm -hmm. ahead well and for how hard this last year has been and all of the, all of the togetherness kind of like you're saying like we haven't had the chance to be excited to see each other as much I mean obviously I have a, a totally different dynamic with my parenting plan and my kids being gone but I, as hard as this has been, and as much as like, I remember a year ago, exactly a year ago thinking, I have six months until Ellie is in school full-time. All of my kids will be back full-time and I will be able to work a normal work day. <laughs> and so like a month after that thought to be like, what just happened? Yeah. Like everything blew up. This was going to be my chance to like get us out of the financial like stranglehold we've been in and all of that. And now it's just all disintegrated to like, it was worse than it even had been. But mm -hmm. with, like I mentioned, our parenting plan had just changed. The divorce had just finalized and it was this devastation of when that parenting plan went into effect because it made these gaps so much longer of not getting to be together and this huge transition and to have been given that extra year of time with them yeah even though it's been so hard even though it's we've all gotten sick of each other and we've all been home and like I wouldn't have wished it on us I am so grateful to have gotten that, that extra year with my kids Yeah, where it would have been so much time that I was losing and I, I got one more year yeah. to, to have them with me and yeah. I'm not going to get choked up. I'm fine. Yeah. I just like it, it was, you know, it was a gift. It was a gift. It yeah. may not have appeared to be while you were living it, but yeah. 
I guess that's what I mean about coming out of this and not losing sight of those lessons. For us, we adopted my 15 year old March 13th. Yeah. And literally March 16th, everything shut down, no more school. So it was like, well, welcome to being a ducket. Now you'll never leave. Yeah, <laughs> you are here. You're stuck. Forget the sports that you finally had the opportunity to yeah. play. Forget yeah. all, you know, no, 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 no. You'll just be at home with us. We'll bond. Yeah. Congratulations. Was, congratulations. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And it was rough. It was definitely like just a major adjustment for all of us because it was like just so much pressure, you know, without yeah. those natural outlets and, and just yeah. parenting things that came up that maybe could have taken a few years to really emerge. Yeah. But all bottled up together, there's stuff, there's just yeah. stuff you're going to have to deal with. And so it was exhausting and a little overwhelming. But as I look back, like, what a gift, like yeah. just to have him here and to be able to mother him differently yeah. than if I'm just ushering him to different things. But I, I got to have him really belong in my home in a way that before I don't, I don't think that was quite there because he was, he was staying here on to the next thing, you know, but this was a different chance to just like really live here yeah. all together and yeah. get comfortable as a family. So I'm, I am grateful. I can definitely say, as I look back, I am grateful, even though that was hard. That was a hard year, Yeah, <laughs> but I know good in it. Yeah, there definitely was. And I'm so like, even I'm grateful that they have kind of slowly, as much as I'm like, can't they just bring everybody back already? There's also the part of me that's glad they're slowly phasing kids in because, you know, I have this time with Roman where it's just him home. And we have our Wednesday nights where it's just me and him, but he has youth group and he has things, you know, and he generally stays up later than the other kids. And so I have a little bit of time there, but it's like we have lunches together now where it's just me and him. And I'm glad that he and I have this chance to connect and kind of talk as he's phasing back into school. Because when I look at it, I'm like, oh my word, when I look at your junior high years, you know, the two years that he had in middle school, half of his seventh grade year was gone. And over half of his eighth grade year was gone. And then, hi, you're entering high school. Congratulations. Yeah. You wow. have no social <laughs> preparation <laughs> for being a high schooler. Yeah. And when I look at it, it's like, wow, these ninth graders who've been in high school this year really are not going to have a whole lot of time of socially being ninth graders before they're 10th graders. And right. I think it, it sort of levels the playing field of the freshmen and sophomores to kind of be in the same boat next year yeah socially and yeah. that's a different dynamic than I think has really been experienced before but I'm grateful that he we have some time to kind of work those things out together like even when he goes back to school it's going to be a part-time thing and I just enjoy him anyway. I mean, he's the oldest. It's fun to talk with him. We can watch shows. We can, you know, do that kind of stuff together. But I'm really glad that I kind of have this ability to have that time with him to transition him back into the social component of things, because I think yeah. this is the age where they start to shut down, stop talking to their parents a little bit more about well, what is happening socially where absolutely my, they become yeah. very peer centric you know yeah. and our role shifts from like that heavy more heavy-handed guiding and parenting to being more like a coach and then yeah. more like a mentor you know and a yes. process of letting go but, but still also, wanting to have that relationship and those conversations yeah and in some ways this helps that to happen yeah and where my girls, they come home from school and they are, you know, a million miles a minute telling me everything that goes on. I feel like having these days with him where I know I'm going to have lunch with him and that sort of thing allows that conversation to be possible a little bit more where he could maybe fade into the background a bit while the girls are talking. Yep. Yeah, yep. I totally have a very quiet one like that, that I have to create space yeah. for him to feel like he's, he wants to open up. And I also, I have to feed him. I have to feed him yes. and create space and then 
you know, he unfurls a little bit with some of his thoughts or, but I can't force it. Yeah. And I have to create room for that. And if I don't create room for it, it may not be happening because he doesn't necessarily know how to do that for himself yet. You know, he's yeah. still growing and forming and doesn't realize how much he needs to bounce ideas off of a trusted adult. You know, yeah. like they yes. can't really reason too well yet. There is such a <laughs> hormonal and emotional component. Yeah, they're not, they're not there. There, there's yeah. a immaturity they want to think they are right and and there's the danger if you're not able to bounce things off of an adult that you trust Mm -hmm. you are locked into your own head and you're locked into your own conclusions and that can be so dangerous so I just I make it a point to to create that space for him but it just it takes intention yeah Okay, you guys, we are officially just about at that one year mark of pandemic quarantine madness and craziness. And I think a lot of us are feeling it. I think a lot of people's mental health could use a little bit of boost. And if there is something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, then I really want to recommend that you turn to better help. Counseling has been so key in my life to help me to overcome a lot of blocks that I've had, work through things that have happened in my past, and to be able to get the perspective that I needed to be able to walk forward in a healthy and productive way. And BetterHelp will assist you in doing just that. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise that they offer, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room and deal with masks and all of that as you do with traditional therapy right now. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And if you need more convincing, you can visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted new daily because so many people's lives are being impacted just by being able to talk with a professional who can help them work through the things they need to work through. So visit Better help.com slash live well that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states live well anyway is sponsored by better help and my listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash live well go get the help you need don't wait another day And it also takes, like, they have to feel like you care about at least some of the things that they care about. Absolutely. I mean, I, as hard as it is for me sometimes to, like, want to watch the YouTube videos that he's interested in. Or, like, he wants to show me his editing software that he is using for his gaming videos that he's editing. Like, I have to, even if I really don't care or really have no idea what he's talking about. I have to like press into that and be present for it and then find the things that we can mutually enjoy also. I mean, like I'm so grateful that WandaVision (laughs) came out because it gives us something to talk about. And both of, I mean, that Marvel is something we've always shared together. So to be able to share our speculations of what's happening and what's going on and like, all the broader scheme of things and how did this work within the Marvel universe? And like, we can have those conversations that aren't about anything deep, but those are the things that make him know I'm invested with him. And I would just add that when you're doing that and you're praying for that child, even those conversations that I really am forcing myself to care about, there are opportunities there to to take it a little bit deeper to get to know them better and to yeah. help them form different connections and um i i had this really sweet conversation um with my son who i was talking about earlier that we adopted and he was just telling me about this 
friend um, that that he'd made through even through the online school because he's a freshman, so he's never met anybody yeah. all in Zoom and in classes and just an awkward way to get to know yeah. people. Honestly, that's hard. But this friend um, invited him to something, and he was telling me about it, and I just said. Oh, like, I don't know anything about what this is. Like, this is not my interest level. I'm so glad he has a peer who's also interested yeah. in this. They can do it. And he was telling me about it. And I was, you know, like we're talking about just listening. And I said, gosh, I love how easily you make friends. And he kind of gave me a nod. And then a couple hours later, he came back and he's like, so what do you mean when you say I make friends easily? And I said, well, I mean that you're really friendly. And I, I love that character quality you have and he nodded and he came back a little while later and he's like so what do you what do you mean when you say I'm friendly (laughs) there was this need there for validation and understanding himself and having an adult speak into his life and say what I mean by that is that you make people feel comfortable because you initiate and you're conversational and you ask good questions and people feel drawn to you even in an online situation you know which is a very difficult place to get to know somebody or even stand out enough to make a connection like you were able to do that and I could just see him be flooded with appreciation he was seen you know and yes any of those kind of conversations where we have to force ourselves to tune in because it's not a natural interest is doing something in the heart of the Mm -hmm. other person who's receiving that they're being heard they're being seen and if you can offer back some some truth about them to them even if they don't want to appear like they need that they do we all do we need we need people to see us and speak into our lives. And that was such a great example because we're growing in that place in our relationship where he would let me in or yeah. let me know he needs that from me. Cause he's 15. It's yeah. awkward. You want to be self-sufficient, but I saw this glimmer of it and it just, it filled my heart up to think I was yeah. filling his up with yeah. something he needed. And if he had to come back with a couple hours in between, yeah. you know, <laughs> gear up to ask those questions, that's yeah. fine. I was just glad I got to say it in an authentic way, mm-hmm. a truth about him that that I want him to know. So, <laughs> And I think that so applies to, I mean, I think we all kind of need that. I mean, I can think of specific things in our friendship and in our group of friends that we kind of have where we have done that for each other and been able to point out those things to each other that we see. Yeah. That it is a game changer to hear those things about yourself and then realize like, oh, that is what people see in me or like to own that better. And I think that is invaluable. I mean, I know the times when like we've given each other words before or even yeah. um, like our friend Shell, who you guys have heard on the podcast, like she wants to make this like a yearly thing where we give each other a word and it's like the word we're praying for each other or we see these things in each other. Um, we had a friend who years ago gave us all light words and what kind of light she saw each of us being. And I described what all of us would be like as old ladies, you know? Well, and I think that's you really nailed it. Too. Yes. I mean, that's what I really have to bring to the table. It was great. But it was something where we could like pinpoint these things that stand out. Cause I think that we don't always know that about ourselves. Yes. And when somebody can say that to us, it's so life-giving and yes. Like, I really try to do that with my kids, like point out, I see this in you, or like, I'm so proud of you for this, or this is something that makes you a part of our family. Like, this is part of our family culture. I loved hearing my eight-year-old went over to a friend's house the other day, and she said something or did something, and they the the girl said, like, oh, that's kind of goofy or something like that. And instead of her getting offended, she was like, oh, I am definitely weird. I come from <laughs> a line of weird people, and I'm Be warned. Yeah, it was like she owned that because we have so made that a thing in our family. Like, we are proud to be weird and different. Like, it's <laughs> a good thing if you can be weird and you can... Yeah let go of everything like because she's so pretty and she's so cute and she will make the most hideous faces and I'm like I love that about you yeah. that you're not so caught up in being 
the pretty little girl that you can't just make the most absurd face possible in like the goofiest time that you would do that. I love that you will be that kid, you know? Yep. That's so fantastic. Yeah. And I think the more that we can speak that stuff into our kids, the better off they're going to be in those social situations as they are stepping back into them. Absolutely. And that that's something I think we can do for our families as we transition, whatever your transition looks like, to give them just a little blurb about what you've seen. This year was hard, but I saw you show up every day for that Zoom call that really was hard to tune in, but you turned your camera on. You wanted to participate. You let everybody know. Or um, you know, I saw you, whatever it is, but like speak some life into them about what you saw, what you noticed, what you see God is working on in them. You've had all this condensed time with the people that you love most. Yeah. And how can we, how can we give them something from it? You know, like a little offering of, I see you, I love you. You're doing this well, or this is something we are going to be working on because it was exposed during this time period that you have this friction with your sister. (laughs) And we are going to go after that because I want you to be best friends. And, you know, I mean, whatever it is, even if it's a negative, give them a spin about how you're going to come alongside them and support them and equip them and pray for them. And, but I think even in our, even in our weaknesses to have that be seen, but not condemned but seen and encouraged the other way that's a gift yeah and it's something that the time we've been given has allowed us to expose a little bit more and see and be able to to figure those things out I think that's something invaluable that we need to hold on to as we move forward into these transitions yeah I do want to hit just really quickly on a couple of the things that I'm doing practically to try to make the transition a little bit easier because I mentioned where I've fallen flat a little bit. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, one thing was, and I am so sorry if you guys can hear, my kids are off school today. And apparently, I don't know, they're doing gymnastics or or something. I cannot hear them. Okay. Well, if anybody can, I'm so sorry. Um, Okay. So some of the things that I have been doing to like really get myself back into those habits and, and I did specifically for this week, I haven't done as well the last couple of weeks, but I took some serious time this past weekend because we've, we've had so much home time. It's a lot harder to keep your house in decent shape when everyone's home all the time. Can I get an amen? I mean, it is, it is, Duh. It, yeah. And I remember when I moved here and my kids were in school and my house was staying in like really good shape. And I remember Shell coming over and saying like, how, how does your house look like this? And I was like, you have to remember my children aren't home most of the day. So yeah. it's not the constant turnover from mess to mess to mess. And when they've been home this past year, it was just kind of like, I give up, like what, what even happened, but really trying, I re- tried to like write the ship this weekend and it didn't get all done, but it was like, a, okay, this is kind of like our base level. Things yeah. are mostly put away. Things are mostly clean. So I could walk into this week and not just feel that chaos. You know, I think it's, when it is chaotic, I have this overriding sense of overwhelm that I don't even always acknowledge is from the environment, but it is. <laughs> and when yeah. I can kind of calm that, it helps to calm my brain and be able to focus on all the other things that I need to focus on. Yeah. And so if you have that ability and get your kids involved, you know, I definitely did get my kids involved as much as I could. And then sometimes it's like, just let me do this. Get out of my way. (laughs) Yeah. But, but get your house together as much as you can. I think that makes a really big difference. Um, Yeah. And that's like just reclaiming, you know, taking the opportunity to what, what got side you know, what we had to put to the side a little bit this last year to survive, we now have the opportunity to reclaim and say, okay, I'm going to own this. This is no longer going to rule me. I'm going to be in charge of this. I have the margin now to do it without incredible discouragement or frustration. I mean, I feel that way about menu planning and food because with my boys gone more often 
and the school is feeding them lunch hallelujah they have to leave by 11 50 but they hand them a sack lunch on their way out I was like what wait what yes yes please I will take that yeah so that's the area mainly I can't wait to reclaim it's just a joy and an energy in 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 that area of my life because it's just become super frustrating when they're home all day they're hungry they're always getting into food they're eating leftovers they're eating an entire container of lunch meat in like one fell swoop just hungry opening the fridge and eating it and I'm like that was lunches (laughs) yeah I just can't keep up with this so that's that is my number one area of reclaim is my kitchen yeah for sure there's yeah. some area of your life that it is time to pick back up right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of areas maybe, but but I think definitely just for your sanity and just for being prepared for the week and being able to be more productive in the week, if you can take some time to kind of like right the ship again. I think that that can be really helpful. And I think getting into those habits again of like preparing things the night before. I know that it is such a game changer for me when I've got the bags packed the night before. And especially now with the computers, with the masks, with having to do the health questionnaire, I need to be having that done as much in advance as I can so that yeah. our mornings just aren't completely scrambled. And I have to I have to wake up a little bit earlier and I have to give us a little bit more time in the morning so that we actually can do hair and we can do all those things without everybody just feeling completely flustered getting yeah. out the door. It really makes a big difference. It really does. The night before, and then I would even say the week before, like yeah. that Sunday, yeah. I just enlisted this plan where, so I'm going to get my laundry done by Sunday because I've kind of gotten out of the rhythm and it's done. Yeah. Well, maybe it's all done on Monday. Maybe it's Wednesday. Perhaps it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, you guys, you can count on it. I will have all the laundry folded, ready to be put away by Sunday. You're going to put it away. And as yeah. you put it away, pull out enough outfits for the whole week. Yep. And I'll approve them. This really works for my little kids because yeah. you know they kind of need that help. But my high school boys, if you do not have enough pants, if your sweatpants are too short and you're putting in them in that rotation and you're going back to school, we need to shop. Like, let's yeah. just examine yeah. where are we? Yeah. <laughs> because yes. what you have been wearing to Zoom school, it's, it's not, not going to cut it. Yes. Do you not have four pairs of underwear to set up? Okay, yes. we need to stop. Okay, I just need to know. Like, just to take yeah. this assessment. Yes. Which, by that. the way, why are men's underwear so expensive? Like, now my kid is in, like, men? big kid sizes. And I'm... Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. It, it is expensive. It is that thing. Like, even last night, I put away... I, I did, uh, I think, approximately 879 loads of laundry this Yeah, weekend. approximately. Yeah. And I, by the end of last night, cause I folded it all in my room and I was like, I don't want to put all of this away, but I also want a night to go to bed where my room doesn't feel in chaos. And the only way to do that is to put all of these clothes away. Yeah. And so Can't I, Alexa do that for you. Right. I tried <laughs> to get her to make dinner the other night and she protested. She, didn't. she just told I me see. she could tell me how to make dinner. That's not helpful. Alexa. I see. Yeah. That's not the kind of help you're looking for, no. Alexa. <laughs> I'm sorry that we're setting off everybody's echoes right now. <laughs> but so I I did it. I put it all away and we do the same thing. I have a hanging like shoe rack in my girls' closet. Yes. And that's where we I was hoping you would talk about that because I just got one for my two little ones. I yeah. just hung it up and it is like, whoa, it's yeah. all awesome off yes. it's all ready to go I feel like my daughter my six-year-old she was so much more thoughtful about her shoe choice oh, she, has, yeah. she has little cheetah boots and she likes to put those with plaids or what but I yeah. think when she sees it out and she sees oh it would go with this outfit but not this one I'm just grateful yes <laughs> yes. yes I know and I can tell them like okay get out underwear and put an under a pair of underwear in every bin 
okay, now get out socks, except for obviously not my eight-year-old, but my six-year-old, <laughs> put <Yeah>. your socks <laughs> in every bin. Like, okay, now let's get pants for the whole week. Like just having that all done, especially for us with our parenting plan and then going back and forth and yes. you make a bag and all of that. When I basically have everything out that needs to be plopped in their bag for their midweek and for their weekend and whatever, it takes so much stress off of me, especially because I had more time. Like when they were going to, you know, on their, their midweek visit with their dad, I didn't have to have stuff ready until 3.30 of that day. Now yeah. they have to take the bag with them in the morning. And so I have to have that all ready the night before also. So when I go into my week with that and the same thing, like there's the practical stuff of getting it done, getting the house together, getting the bags packed, getting the clothes picked out. But if I sit down and plan my week, like just even having a general idea of what needs to happen every day, looking over that on the weekend before I actually launch into the week, I'm less harried. I'm less, or I'm more productive, I am less forgetful. I just feel more like I just, I have a sense of calm that I don't have if I don't have a really good grasp on what is happening that week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a big game changer for just helping myself to be more prepared, which then extends to my kids. Because like the more harried I am in the morning, the more I'm running around, the more I'm stressed, the more stressed and crazy they are. Yeah. It's, I definitely set that tone. And so if I can set the tone for the whole week by having that stuff done by, like you were saying, planning the meals, doing my online shopping before we're in the midst of everything. Yeah. Before everything's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so helpful to be able to just feel like, okay, I'm on top of it instead of I'm always trying to play catch up. Yeah. And that, what you said, it kind of like, it makes me think of something I've been reflecting on lately, which is like, who are my children, this next generation coming up, who are they going to become based on what they're being exposed to right now? Mm. Like coming out of the pandemic, what, how is this going to shape them? And but I want to transition out well with these lessons learned yeah. and not like you're saying this chaos of whiplash of like, oh my gosh, okay, well, like this, this time at home needs to have produced something that will make them better. And yeah. I think that's up to us, up to the moms to kind of discern and make it practical and apply those things and maybe even tell them directly what you've yeah. seen, but also show them with let's honor the fact that we get to go to school by being ready. Let's get ready on Sundays. Let's not, you know, get ready every morning and it's chaotic and you leave without me really without us feeling close because I'm annoyed with you because you couldn't find your shoes for the 80th time. You made us late and like, let's honor this opportunity that we know to be grateful for because we can't take it for granted by being prepared for it and having put in a little bit of time to make sure we're our best self going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's this, if we can take the holistic approach of having the practical stuff, but then also acknowledging the emotional preparedness of all of it, I think that that is going to help us all to walk through this next set of time that has its own challenges and everything just more smoothly and yeah and hopefully successfully and hopefully they'll keep them (laughs) exactly yeah coming out of this quiet season or this hidden season or however you quantify it yeah let's make it have had purpose yes good growing mature purpose in our lives by looking at it squarely and Mm -hmm. learning from it and moving forward better yeah yeah I think that's, that's a full conversation on all of that. (laughs) Hopefully you guys, you know, related to what we were talking about. And um, hopefully this was helpful. We, of course, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we would love to hear what you're doing to help your transitions to go well, how you're doing through it. 
um, where you feel like you need more help or what things you're struggling with. We want to hear from you guys. So connect with us on Instagram. We have a Facebook group. And of course, like the number one place where you can really get into really deep conversations with everybody is in Patreon at patreon.com slash live well together. All right, ladies. Woo. Thanks so much, Katie. Absolutely. We'll talk again soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. Katie and I really hope that this was maybe helpful or, you know, you could kind of commiserate with us and some of the things that we have dealt with. And we really want to welcome you into the conversation. We love hearing back from you guys about what you think of the show. So many people commented on last week's show, really reached out to us on Instagram and in the Facebook group. We love hearing from you guys because it helps us to know how to move forward. So be sure to get a hold of us. If you have something to say, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Mackenzie Papa and at Katie M. Duckett. And of course, that's also where you're going to be able to find our giveaway for an Eliza level membership for three months. So be sure that you head over to our Instagram and find us there. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a fabulous week and go be bold and gracious. Oh, 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 oh,